You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Welcome back to the Ministry Growth Show. If you've been following along, we've been in an episodic series where we've been highlighting our agency's thoughts and insights on all things brand, marketing, and storytelling. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing web design strategy. This is going to be a particularly difficult topic to communicate via podcast because what uh, much of what we'll discuss requires a visual explanation. So please know that we've got a course on our site that mirrors what we'll discuss today and goes into greater detail with visuals to represent much of what we'll share. Instead of replicating that episode in audio form, I want to spend the bulk of our time focusing on our strategic approach in this episode. This episode is going to take the principles that we've taught in our storytelling messaging and strategy episodes and show you how you can use your messaging and the hero's journey story structure to create a website that tells a story and engages your audience well. So if you haven't already listened to those other episodes, I would highly recommend you listen to those episodes first because you'll get a lot more out of this episode if you come into this episode with the content and messaging material you've created coming out of those other episodes. And that's a lot of use of the word episode. When designing a website, we're using a storytelling structures in our messaging and story structures in the layout of information on the site. Those structures ultimately will, should drive the user to real stories of transformation that are held on your site, either in written form or video form. I've said it before, as an agency, everything that we do is informed by story and story structures. As we get started, I want to share a quote I think is relevant to all marketing, but will specifically apply to your website today. The secret of being boring is to say everything. That's a quote by Voltaire. Not that I love his worldview, but that quote is great. I want you to consider this quote in light of all the content you put up on your website. As we discuss communication and information structures for your website today, Try to keep this quote in mind. This is the number one issue that we see with most of the ministries that we work with, and it's the hardest area I've experienced trying to get ministries to change mindsets. Ministries generally want to say everything, but I want this quote to be in the back of your mind as we walk through today's episode. Your communication must be clear and simple in order to be effective in the cultural landscape in which we are living. We talked about this idea at length in our messaging episodes. As ministry leaders, we are all super close to our organizations, and we tend to want to communicate all of our ideas and everything we've ever done to our audience. I struggle with the same temptations. But we have to remember that our marketing materials and communication is not for us. It should be designed for our audiences, or our audiences will not be around uh, long enough if we drone on and on and try to say everything. As with all of our other episodes, I want to share where the ideas I'm presenting in this show originate. 
These three gentlemen should sound familiar from our messaging and strategy shows. The reason I want to share where these ideas come from is one, I want to communicate this is that this is not my own original content and that people smarter and more experienced than me are the originators of these ideas. And two, I want you to be able to continue your exploration of the ideas we'll bring up in this episode long after we finish here today. In order to completely grasp the topics that we'll discuss today in a way that you can go then and implement them, we'll take additional time researching these ideas on your own. And I want to give you the resources to go out and continue your exploration of these ideas. Joseph Campbell, Donald Miller, and Alan Monroe. Joseph Campbell created The Hero's Journey. Alan Monroe created Monroe's Motivated Sequence. And Donald Miller runs an agency called StoryBrand that teaches some of the story structure and strategy techniques we'll explore today. But I think it's important to note that what Donald Miller teaches is rooted in Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey and Alan Monroe's Monroe's Motivated Sequence. We put a bit of a spin on all these ideas these guys shared uh, to make the content relevant to ministries specifically, but the core ideas come from these three thinkers. When we think about entering into web design or a redesign, it's important to come up with a plan. I've seen too many ministries come to us saying, we recently got done with a web design uh, or a redesign with another agency, and what they did isn't working. And before you say, yeah, that was our experience too. Conversely, I've also talked with too many agencies that have said, I'm glad to be done with that ministry client. Nothing we did worked because they wouldn't listen to any of our recommendations. In fact, the latter example might be the case more often. Creating a plan for your information structures and designing a sitemap that guides your user to a few intended goals will give purpose to your website. When we start thinking about the information structure of, of your website or to your websites, we want to guide the user to a set of goals. There should be a purpose in how the information on your site flows, and we want to guide and lead the users of our websites to specific and intended results. You know this, that the terminology I just used is similar and familiar to what we talked about in our storytelling messaging and strategy episodes. We are the mentor guiding our donors and beneficiaries or our heroes to a result. Our website should serve as storytelling tools that follow storytelling structures, i.e. the hero's journey, that guide our users to become heroes. We need to move away from creating websites that are glorified business cards and move towards creating websites that are marketing tools that drive results for your ministries. To do that, we need to have a plan and a structure. A storyteller doesn't start a story without creating an outline, right? I want us to start thinking about our websites as tools where our stories call home and tools that tell a story themselves. And in order to do that, we need clear directions, clear outlines, and structures for our information and clear goals. Before we dive into the structures for your site, let's walk through a quick recap of the content we've already explored in our messaging and strategy episodes. If you'd like a more in-depth look into purpose-driven strategy, and story-driven messaging, make sure to check out those episodes under those titles. There's great content in those episodes that will help you craft messaging that we can apply to your site. 
All three of these episodes work together in tandem and coincide with one another. But I would recommend that you work through the messaging and strategy episodes first before working through this website design episode. If we remember back to our messaging episode, we said that Alan Monroe created his structure to inspire people to action. The framework is broken into five categories. The first is attention. In our first interaction with our audience, we want to create a piece of content or make a statement or tell a story that immediately captures our audience's attention. In our messaging episode, we walk through in detail what is required to create a great one-liner that grabs attention. The second step in the framework is to establish the need. We want to convince our audience that the need or the problem is real, that it's a significant problem, and that it should be a motivating factor in the audience taking action. Once we've established the need, we can move on to the next step. Monroe calls the next or the third step in the framework satisfaction. This is where we establish how our organization solves the problem that we've just communicated. This is your strategy for solving the need. The fourth step in the framework is called visualization, and this is where we tell the audience what will happen if the solution we've just shared is implemented. In this stage of the framework, we want to communicate visually the hope of our solution to the problem that we've established. This is where we can show a step-by-step process outlining our strategy or show a visual representation of our strategy in action through video, arguably the most powerful way to visually communicate ideas. And the last step in the framework is the call to action. This is self-explanatory, but we want to tell our audience what action they can take personally to solve the problem that we've posed or help solve the problem that we've posed. This is where we invite the audience into participation, into prayer, and into financial investment. Now, let's look at our brand story script from our messaging episode and see how it takes Monroe's motivated sequence and the hero's journey and creates an effective messaging structure for our website. We're going to start with our one-liner. In two to three sentences, we establish the problem, share our solution, and show the result. In Monroe's motivated sequence, this is step one, or the attention stage. Next, we're going to establish the problem. If we remember back to Joseph Campbell's hero's journey, this is where the character in the journey runs into a problem. This step in the story script process is the same as the second establish the need step in Monroe's motivated sequence. Now, as we walk through this episode, I'll show you how we can increase the amount of information we share with the user as they give us permission. So on the homepage, which we're mostly talking about today, you might share the external problem and leave it at that. But as the user communicates that they want to learn more, then we can share the internal problem and the philosophical problem in pages on our site that are further into the informational flow or further into the sitemap. The solution stage is next. Monroe calls this stage the satisfaction stage, and this is where we are first introduced to your ministry as the mentor to your hero. This is where we establish your solution to the problem or your strategies. In Simon Sinek's Start With Why structure or his circle, this is how how you do what you do or the how portion of the circle. Establish the brand's solution to the problem. What does your solution look like in word form? 
Next, the plan is visualized in a step-by-step process or maybe, maybe in a video. This is where we're giving our audience the solution or plan visually. This can be photos and text, or it can be a video. There are a lot of ways that we can creatively communicate this, but we want to give the audience a visual so that they can see our solution visually. Next, we see the mentor or your brand call the audience to action. And the result to the call to action results in either success or failure. So all of this should look pretty familiar to what we've discussed in our messaging and strategy episodes. And in fact, if you've walked through our strategy and messaging map, which is a free resource we've provided on our website, you might already have all this content created. Now, as we walk through your website structure, it should just be plug and play as we design your site. Each step of the process will occupy space in what we call blades or sections. Each blade or section is stacked on top of the previous section in the order that we've outlined so that as the user scrolls through your site, they are consuming your content in the order that you want them to see it according to the story structures we've outlined throughout this series. Now, I want to quickly walk through how this all relates to and follows the hero's journey. We discuss the hero's journey in great detail in our storytelling episode. And we even also discuss it in our messaging episodes and in many other episodes that we've discussed in this series. But I want to highlight this structure in this episode because I want to see, I want you to see how how we can use this story structure for our website. Both of these structures use the hero's journey as inspiration. The structure that they're following is that we have a character, our user or donor or beneficiary, with a problem, which is your cause who meets a guide or your brand and that brand or guide gives them a plan, which is your solution or strategy to your cause and calls them to action, invites them into an adventure, which is partner, pray or invest. And that action results in success and becoming the hero or failure. If you don't partner, remember from our messaging episode, the last quote unquote results in failure piece That's optional. We want to find that balance between the need and the hope. So if you feel like the content on your site is too heavy-handed towards communicating the need or the problem or the conflict, you don't have to include that piece. Remember, any great story has conflict. And the conflict in our ministry stories is the hardship and evil that we're stepping stepping into to resolve with our organizations or the injustice that we're fighting. And that absolutely needs to be communicated. But be careful because we can communicate it too much if we're not careful. Now, obviously, there are some elements missing from the hero's journey, the full 17-step structure. But you can see the basic structure of the hero's journey story structure being outlined at a very basic level, right? This is the structure we're going to follow as we build and design your homepage. And that structure will inform and give direction to the rest of your website. The homepage structure will give direction for the user as they progress through the rest of the site, and the structure will be replicated on almost all informational pages as we progressively provide more and more information for our user or our audience as they give permission for us to share that information. All right. 
let's walk through the homepage example real quick. Again, this will be difficult to visualize, so be sure to check out our web design strategy course to see visual, visual representations of what we'll discuss today. The first thing your audience will see on your site is your navigation bar. Contrary to most sites, we believe this should be simple and it should direct your audience to your primary goals for your site. You don't need to include every page on your site on the navigation bar. Your footer, which is known in practice as the junk drawer of the internet, will hold all of your pages and links to all of your, the spots on your site. Your navigation bar should get your audience to your most important pages, the most important goals that you've laid out on your site, the most important pieces of content that should get them there immediately. Just below the navigation bar, we've got the landing fold or the header of the site. This is the first piece of content the user will see. So this is where we want to grab their attention with the one-liner that you developed in our messaging episode. Remember back to our messaging episode. Your one-liner is comprised of the problem or need, how you're solving that problem, what's your solution, right? And then what's the result of the donor partners with your ministry? Problem, solution, result. Remember, this is the first thing your audience is going to see. So as you look at the content on the first section of your site, you have to ask yourself, how hard would it be for me to, how hard do I have to work to make sense of the information on the page? Will your user feel rewarded at the end of consuming that content? In most website cases, the, off, the answer is often no. I see a lot of sites where there is a ton of information crammed above the fold or in the first section that the user sees or in the landing header where the user lands when they first visit the site. We are trying to set a hook at this point. As the user walks through your website content, they'll let you know if they want more information and you'll have it ready but only if they ask for more information. Now that you've grabbed or we've grabbed our audience's attention, either with a powerful character-driven film or an attention-grabbing one-liner, we want to create a section that states the problem of, as you've defined it in your story script. What is the cost if we fail at this work? What pain points can I agitate? As a donor, what happens if I don't invest and partner with your organization? If we're addressing the problem from the perspective of a beneficiary, what is the external problem that they run into? In the hero's journey, this is what stands in front of the, what the hero wants. In Simon Sinek, start with why. This is where we can communicate what we do or the problem our organization was created to step into to solve. It's important to note in the first interaction on your homepage, you want to communicate the problem as quickly as possible. We're not trying to go too far in depth. But again, as we work through the rest of the site, and once the user gives us permission to speak about the problem in greater detail, we communicate the problem at a deeper level in pages further down the sitemap. So at this stage, we might communicate the external problem or the problem as stated in our mission statement rather than the problem we stated in our story script. Remember back to our messaging episode. The story script goes deeper into the problem and shows the internal problem and the philosophical problem. That might be information that we share on another page further down the user's journey. At this point on the homepage, remember this is the first interaction your user has with your brand. We want to communicate the problem in its most simple form. So we'll focus on the external problem. 
The following is a helpful structure to help you develop the problem section on your website. The first element is establishing the root of the problem. The second element is communicating what's wrong. This could be as simple as a stat that shows the severity of poverty in the country that you're working. The third element we can include in this section of the website is the internal problem. If we remember back to the hero's journey, remember the internal and external struggles, right? For our purposes, this is where we want to try and communicate how the character feels about the problem that we've posed. This is often seen as a phrase like, the global poverty problem can be overwhelming. I'm only one person. What can I do? And then the last element is a statement that communicates what the world should look like or what your donors can help you achieve. Now, how this plays out for your ministry is going to be unique to you and your organization. You might be able to communicate the problem in great detail without writing more than two to three sentences. If you can do that, then great. You can share the entire problem on your homepage. If you find that communicating the external, internal, and philosophical problems along with sharing what's wrong and what the world should look like, takes up too much space, save that content for a secondary page where you can go in greater detail and greater depth once the user has given permission to learn more. How this plays out will be different for every ministry. It's important to note that we can communicate this problem multiple times throughout the site. If you remember the hero's journey, there are multiple times when the hero encounters the problem. The hero encounters the problem at step two with the need. They encounter a problem again in step six, the step that Dan Harmon called take, where the hero meets their maker and has to deal with their biggest ordeal. Establishing the problem multiple times throughout your site is completely acceptable. And depending on the issue that you're working within, we may have to communicate the problem in differing levels of communication in order to get the point across effectively. IGM has a great example of this. Um, there are multiple uh, or a handful of types of sla slavery, and they have multiple pages um, dedicated to the different types of slavery. So somebody who comes to their site can learn more about bonded labor or sex trafficking or uh, generational labor. If your organization is fighting human trafficking and slavery, you might want to take some time defining the various types of slavery and educating your audience in that way. And that content shouldn't land on your homepage. It needs to be placed further into the user journey on your site and only shared when the user asks for that information. Now, once we've established the problem on your site, we want to designate the next section or blade on your site as your solution or your strategy for solving the problem. In the same fashion as the problem, the solution should be communicated on your homepage as quickly as possible. Once the user gives us permission, we can talk about our solutions in greater detail. So what is your plan for solving the problem that you've posed? Do you have a strategy that you use for solving the problem? And just as importantly, can you break that plan or strategy down into a three to four step process? Remember, you are the mentor in your hero's journey. Donors and beneficiaries, i.e. our heroes, trust a guide and mentor who has a plan. If you've got a plan or strategy for the work you do, let's write it down. If not, write it down. I would encourage you to create a way of communicating your solution uh, to the problem that you've posed. 
Now, reverting back to Monroe's motivated sequence, it's important to give a visual that supports our communi- or communicates our solution. The most powerful and effective way to visualize our solution is through video. But this can also be written content or written content paired with design elements and iconography that clearly lay out your solution in an easy to digest manner. Now we've come to the call to action in our structure. This is where you're going to invite your donor to participate and partner in your work. This is where you'll call them to be the hero in this story. Now, StoryBrand is going to argue that you need to have a single call to action that is repeated four to eight times on your homepage. I personally would push back on that argument, especially in the nonprofit space. Remember, we're dealing with donors sometimes large or major donors. StoryBrand's arguments work great for a product or a simple service business, but donors oftentimes need additional information and education before they're ready to make an investment decision, especially if it's a large investment decision. They want to see our organization's strategies. They want to know that we're Christian organizations with discipleship strategies before they decide to invest in our ministries, right? If you'll remember back to our storytelling episode, We want to categorize our content into education, information, and inspiration, right? Sometimes donors need quite a bit of education before they're ready to make a purchase decision or an investment decision. So StoryBrand will tell you we want to give our donors one choice, donate, partner with us. They'll say you should have a call to action button in the top right of your nav bar and then place it multiple times throughout the homepage. Users need to see the call to action four, five, six times before they'll register it. I would argue that the homepage needs to be a little bit of both calls to action to get the user directly to your donate page and calls to action to learn more. That way, if you've got potential donors that want more information before they'll jump into the call to action, they have options to select for learning more about your ministry. Towards the end of this episode, I'll show how eventually every single button and page can lead to your donut page. Lastly, and back to our storytelling structure uh, and the hero's journey, the call to action results in success or failure. This This success can be video showing success. It can be testimonials from your donors and beneficiaries, or it can be images with text. However you decide to show the success or failure, remember, choosing to highlight the results in failure piece can be overkill. We've already established the need and problem very clearly. It may not be necessary to show it again. So if your homepage feels a little heavy-handed on communicating the problem, you might want to leave the results in failure piece out as to avoid falling into leaning towards guilt marketing. Remember our quote from, uh, quote from Simon Sinek. There are two ways to move people to action. Inspiration and manipulation. We want to inspire our audiences. All right. I've included in this episode a checklist for everyone as you begin thinking about how to craft and structure content on your homepage. As you work through this checklist, does your homepage have these pieces from the hero's journey that are going to give you a structured website that tells a story. Remember, this is a checklist for your homepage, and this will serve as a starting point for the rest of your sitemap. Hopefully, 
now that we've worked through this together, you can see that it's possible to tell a structured story that resonates, relates, and engages. The story that we can repeat, or a story that we can repeat, and a structure that we can follow for all of our brand touch points. The website is just a starting point. We can use this structure in many marketing materials. All right, so let's walk through the checklist for your site. Do you have a navigation bar that provides direct access to two to three goals and includes a call to action, a primary call to action? Do you have a hero image with a one-liner that communicates your purpose and your cause with your solution to the problem and a call to action uh, to how your user can take action, partner, or get involved? Below the fold or the landing image, have we communicated the problem clearly and quickly? Do we follow that up with your, your solution to the problem? And in that solution, are we showing and communicating how we are the mentor and the guide? I like to follow this section up with a call to action that gives the user the opportunity to learn more about the problem and the solution. Some donors want to learn more about the finer details you have for your solution or the finer details about the problem that you're working to solve. We want to give an opportunity to educate the donors that aren't ready to give to our causes at that first interaction. Following this section up, do you have a solution or a plan that is visualized? And lastly, have, you, have we communicated what happens if the donor chooses not to partner or the success if they choose to participate? Or do you communicate the success of your beneficiary if your solution works? And that's the checklist. We want to make sure that we have these pieces on the homepage as this will give direction for the uh, user working through the rest of the site. But if you choose not to learn more, if the user chooses not to learn more, they should have a clear understanding based on this homepage structure of information for what your organization does, what it stands for, uh, by simply viewing the content on this homepage. Your homepage should be able to communicate your ministry's how, what and why in a single page. Your homepage should be a story in and of itself, and it should testify of what God is doing. Your user shouldn't have to go any deeper into your site to understand what your ministry stands for and believes and the problems that it exists to solve. Now that we have a strong structure for your homepage, we can start building out the rest of your site. Every informational page we build from this point on is going to follow this structure on repeat. Remember what we talked about in the beginning of this episode. We're trying to educate, inform, and inspire. As we craft our sitemap, we want to keep in mind that our goal is to get our users to land on the goals that we have laid out for the site from the beginning. As the user progresses through our site and gives us permission to give them more detail, we can be increasingly more detailed in our communication and share the minutia of our solutions and strategies for tackling our causes. Tell a story with your website structures. Let your site be a tool that holds your stories and ultimately drives users to engage with the stories of how God is working through your ministry. At this point in our series, you should be bought into the power of story. Start using it to your advantage. See you in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Grow Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.